Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It is your boy, the Hip Hop Lobby. is coming to you live and direct from Just Politics and Studios. And today, we're going to have a follow-up conversation from the March for Our Lives protest led by students from Stoneman Douglas School. Now, this is the second part of our mass shooting topic. Now, we're not going to just talk about that all day. We're going to talk about the NRA and Killer Mike. Also, get into the crux of the issues of things happening in pop culture like Honda car seats blowing up. Rewind, 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 rewind. Do you, like, have you seen the whole Killer Mike NRA interview? For those of y'all who haven't seen it, please take the time, take the moment to go ahead and watch the Killer Mike NRA video because the perspective we're going to have in this conversation centers a little bit around that and basically how they manipulated him and basically how other hip-hop artists need to be more aware of what the narrative really is. But go ahead, like subscribe share comment the just politics and podcast you can find us on itunes soundcloud acast stitcher radio TuneIn radio facebook twitter and instagram that's the j-u-s-t-p-o-l-i-t-i-c-k-i-n the podcast thank you for listening subscribing and being a fan of our conversation if you didn't know the just politics and podcast is hosted by your boy me the hip-hop lobbyist we also have the big homie Feezy the Great, the Atlanta Show, and King Shelly. We all represent different areas. I mean, Feezy the Great in ATL. The Atlanta Show represents Tampa pretty heavy, and King Shelly holds it down in D.C. while I'm traveling all through the state of Florida, from Tallahassee, Miami, Jacksonville, Orlando. Hey, you never know where I'm going to be in the state. But either way, this is Just Politics Podcast. That is just a glimpse of today's episode. We're going to talk about Atlanta, talk about some other things, a little bit of March Madness, Roxanne, Roxanne. And some of it we can't really get into because everybody ain't see the episodes by the time we record it. But either way, go ahead, stay tuned. This is Just Politics and Podcast. The voice says, next voices you hear will be me, Feezy the Great, and the Elena Show. Please, stay tuned. participated did a really good job of their speeches and it was and I like how a lot of the Parkland students talked about you know it's not just the school shootings it's you know other violence and they talked about their black classmates that have been left out of the media coverage and so on and so forth I thought that was really good and then you know I did also um feel a way about you know some of the responses that like Oprah and Barack Obama gave to the Parkland students about their activism and the same kind of response weren't given to, you know, activists in St. Louis or in Baltimore during, after those deaths and everything like that. So, um, you know, it was just, it was just very interesting to um, see where a lot of people are starting to land on this because um now you have white faces or white like faces
Yo, so um, yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off her last part that she said. Uh, black kids, i.e., Tamir Rice, has been getting murked for the longest, and you know, we say stuff, and you know, the Europeans, I'm gonna call them. You know, some of them lift a little finger, some of them fake care. But all of a sudden, somebody going to school and murk too many white kids, and all of a sudden, we need gun reform, we need this. But one thing I will say, though, is that now that these uh, Europeans are mobilizing, something's going to happen. So I hope everybody go grab however many guns that they want before they figure out some special way to start locking out certain things. Now, granted, you're not going to be shut out from guns totally. But you're you gonna you gonna miss out on your you probably gonna miss out on your pumps you probably gonna miss out on your shotguns you probably gonna miss out on your ARs your AKs uh, so forth and so on so or they'll make it even more difficult you know they'll make you go through all these hoops and bounds to get these weapons now so that's my opinion it may not happen tomorrow or probably within a year or so I wouldn't be surprised if people start if they, if if Congress figure out a way to make getting guns a little bit more difficult so. <laughs> So people need right. so people need to go up, go ahead and mask up right now I while mean, they got I, it. I feel while they got the opportunity. Um I, I, I agree with somebody on the show saying too. I think that a piece of it we do put I guess a high expectation on what should have came from the black families, the black protests. But now that there are different families affected and they're leading a, a whole other charge that's going to be like the overall movement where there's going to be gun reform, there's going to be school protection reform, safety laws, like a full-on full fight against NRA. But it's kind of sad that it takes so many black people to die before a couple of white people died, not to say it in any kind of way, but, but to be honest, before people really start moving towards action. And, and the sad part is it's not like these are the first set of white kids, it's just, or even the set of kids, it's just... It just it, it's in the right climate that uh, it happened. That it's, yeah, that's what it is. A right. Right. It's like, now now the point with... I mean, I don't really follow... Can you really fault Obama or Oprah for now speaking up or even saying something? I mean, I think Oprah and Brad Pitt or George Clooney donated water for well, the market. I think, like, I don't want to say fault, but I think it's that it's worth critique. And what I mean by that is that when Oprah and Obama were talking to, like, the, um, St. Louis protesters and um, the Freddie Gray protesters and everything like that. They were like, oh, you got to be patient. You just got to wait and so on and so forth. And then like, they're almost falling over themselves to, to praise the Parkland students. And I, and I get it timing, you know, like I'm definitely understand the, the whole issue of like timing and everything like that. But I don't think that was the right criticism that they should have gave them. I mean, hell, like, it was pretty publicized about how, you know, some of the civil rights leaders were giving the Black 
matter supporters and or protesters or activists, whatever, giving them a lot of grief and telling them they didn't like the way they were doing things and all this other stuff like that. So, I mean, I think it's, they're not, a, like, like I've always said, I don't think they're, um, not above being critiqued on the things that they have done in the past or, uh, uh, um, beyond reproach about the things that they have said. And when it comes to black kids doing the same thing that these white kids are doing now. Are you, are you, uh, Elena, are you referencing talking about, um, how black kids been protesting and now that European mm-hmm. kids are t- protesting and all of a sudden everybody want to pay attention? Are you speaking of that? Because uh, if, are you speaking along the lines of like how black lives matter? Like you say, um, I'm gonna call them activists, how black lives matter activists been walking up and down the street and they were called tyrants and they were called this and they were called that. And all they were doing was speaking out about black kids that were getting murked. And now all of a sudden you organize and you see, a whole bunch of European kids, they're taking buses to D.C., they're marching on the capitals in their respective states and everything like that. Are you referring to that? And all of a sudden, everybody want to pay attention? Yes, I am. Yes, I am referring to that. And they're like, and them being just like overly praised for it, you know, like, oh, you're it's so great that you're taking action and da 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 da. And you just like, you could have said the same thing about those black kids two, three years ago who were doing the same thing. And, you know, they did the same thing. They were protesting. They were protesting just like all these other kids. They, they walked out of their schools just like all these other kids, but they were seen as a threat because of just the mere presence of their skin color saw them as a threat and they were not praised in that same way for taking action and saying we are we you know we have rights and you know all that stuff like that i I, this is not to slight the parkland kids or any of that stuff like that i don't want it to to come off that way but i just i am just pointing out simply what is observed from then into now I, I get that. Now, at first I was going to say from the protest, like, you, you, you switch it up. Because when the kids marched out after, you know, Trayvon Martin died and things like that, kids were looked at harshly. Like, you know, these kids are marching even though they knew him. It's like that they were looked at very harsh. But I was thinking more like the Ferguson protest because I was going to ask, you know, how many, like, liquor stores <laughs> were broken into? <laughs> How many looters there were because that typically happens with black protests. Can we be real? <laughs> You're ass. <laughs> You're asshole. <laughs> so, 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 these little, so, so what you're saying is that these little kids uh, was marching and breaking into liquor stores still in uh, small paints of Hennessy? Is that what you're trying to insinuate? No, what I'm saying is typically with the black protests, there are some riots. Right? These kids weren't rioting, they were just protesting. And, and and a part of it is the Black Lives Matter crew, when you look at them, go back to Thanksgiving a couple years ago. Right? It's nothing but fire, the whole city's on fire, police uh, SWAT teams out, black people protesting and they're in the streets going, but it's like, you know, we're, we're protesting. It's nationwide. We're in LA, we're in New York, we're protesting all over the country, but Miami, Atlanta, everywhere. But 
how many how many furniture stores and electronic stores and pawn shops were hit up? How many buildings were burnt down? You know, just just randomly off of protests. Like their protest was a lot more organized for teenagers, but let's not act like it's some intro like brand new age way of protesting. They just organized the way everybody organizes today. Only difference is niggas like to fuck shit up when they protest. No, broke niggas like to fuck shit up when they protest. This is real. You gotta think the only people that riot are the motherfuckers that think, ooh, bitch, I'm gonna come up. They not even thinking nothing about the damn protest, nigga. They think about, look, I'm finna break into this store, get me a flat screen, post that bitch up so I so tonight I can play FIFA at the crib on my big screen. Right. Storm is wrong. I mean, that's how most people look at it. They're getting their TV for uh, Trayvon for Mike Duck, Mike Brown. Why they why they watching Eric um Garner. why they watching uh is BT Jam still a thing? Is MTV Jam still a thing? Where that shit gone? I don't think that's anymore. Damn. Okay. Well either way, you know what I'm saying, watching TV at night, watching the Simpsons and shit, talking about something. Appreciate you, uh Trigger. Hello. Is this thing on? I'm about to get stop this nigga from getting the But um so in other news, uh can we talk about um Do y'all wanna talk about Killer Mike? I mean, nah. Talk about Killer Mike. So okay, so it's based on what Killer Mike said. I I didn't take it as he was saying fuck the protests. Or, you know, fuck the cause. I took it as he was talking to them like he they damn black daddy. Like, look, you walk your ass out that 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 house about if you want, you walk your ass out that that um building. But see, because the way I took it was he was saying that from from a protect father standpoint. Because even though you know I'm all for it and everything like that, you know, of course I don't want kids to get murked. But like I'm more so thinking of it from a father standpoint. Like, look ain't shit safe out there nigga it might be a shooter outside stay your ass in the stay your ass in the house i mean stay your ass in the classroom and just chill that's how i interpreted it but you know what i'm saying but everybody else interpreted it another way everybody else took it like killing myself fuck the protest fuck the call i didn't take it that way so that's just my thought um sorry i wasn't trying to intentionally interrupt you sure i mean i go ahead go ahead Dylan. show go ahead shut up um anyway um i thought that it's okay for him to have his opinion and he can feel however he feels i feel however i feel about the killer mike i have not really been down with him since he was out here stumping for Bernie, bernie but that's just my personal opinion um when he was out there stumping for bernie can you define stumping for bernie real quick just real quick I'm, I just want to know what you mean by something right. for Bernie. Then I'll let you finish your point. Anywho, that's not the conversation right now. I just said that I had not been really feeling him since he was out there stumping for Bernie. That's all I said. Yeah, but you said stumping. Let me finish my point. I was trying to understand what you Can mean you by that. Can you let me finish my point? I, just want, I, I can't ask you what you mean by stumping for Bernie. Was he not on the campaign trail for Bernie? Was he not all over the internet stumping? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So... 
so rather than so rather than you answer the question, you you never a, heard the phrase. <laughs> y'all work in politics, and y'all ain't never How heard the phrase stomping, like being on the campaign trails, hey, going hey, out hey. and stomping. Don't worry about it. Not Just like continue your point. How about oh my that? god, you assholes actually work in politics. I don't. Anywho, what was I, I? You made me forget what the hell my point was because good, good, because your point is fucking relevant anyway. So back to what I was saying. So that's how I took it with. I know that's how I took it with Killer Mike. Um, I feel like he was speaking from a father standpoint. If I had kids, I would probably feel the same way because, of course, naturally you got to be protective of your family, protective of your kids, and things like that. But I am still a Killer Mike fan, and he's and his uh best song is uh. Adidas, Adidas, uh, he he rocked he rocked that on the whole world, and he also rocked that on that uh, you you heard that uh, Kill Bill? It ain't called Kill Bill, it's called um, Polo after Polo. You already know though. What is it? Shit, called Kill Jill. I think that's what's called. Yeah, Not, I'm not overly familiar. I, I'm, I'm an in and out Killer Mike fan like that. I'm a fan, but I'm not gonna. It's like, called Kill Jill, and it got Jeezy on, and that shit rock. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not gonna act like I'm an overly big Killer Mike. You know, die hard. Yeah, bro, I'm in a lifetime. No, you ain't fuck with the whole world. I'm a fan. I did fuck with the whole world. I fuck with Killer Mike. I'm just not a. I'm not a Stan Killer Mike fan. Oh, right. You know how some people are like, oh, all the ATLians, all outcasts, you know, whatever Killer Mike, you know, all the way type Kudro <laughs> Goody type fans. Like, nah, bro, I'm not, I'm not in it like that. But I'm a Killer Mike fan. No, I understand. I understand, I understand no. totally. Somebody on FaceTime? Huh? Why do you think somebody on FaceTime? Because your phone was ringing, duh, nigga. First of, first of, fucking Ooh, all, who was talking to you? Anyway, Philip, what you were saying? She want all the dick to curve her way. Okay, next. Okay, next subject. Um, R.I.P. Zell Miller, uh, former governor of Georgia. Next subject. Uh, y'all heard about them Hondas who uh car seats catching on fire? Phil, you better watch out. Car seats catching on nigga, fire. Nigga, Honda car seats catching on fire, nigga. Oh, no. We don't need that, those problems. We, we don't need those problems at all. Um, Real quick, this is Just Politics and Podcast. This year, Homie Hip Hop Lobby is featured great. And the Elena Show discussing some of the top issues going on in the culture today and Honda seats blowing up. I didn't even know about. Wait, what? But... Wait. You didn't hear what Treasy just said? No, I wasn't listening. He made me mad. Well, you don't have to keep listening. Just keep not listening. Well, if she kept not listening, would she be able to respond to anything that you say? That's the whole point. She doesn't need to respond. No, I... Either way... Either way, um, on today's episode, we have discussed portions of the March. Uh, Killer Mike, 
I just think he got ran through by the NRA. Now, you can't trust them. They're right-wing conserv- conservatives. It's like you go on Fox News. They're going to find a way to spin it. And So do you feel like the NRA set him up? Do you feel like the NRA set him up? He set himself No, no. I, I th- no, he should have He should have went in full-blown. He should have he went, like, full-known. And, you know, maybe it's the fact that people in, in the world don't, don't look at it through that that sphere or whatever. It's like you don't understand the, the, the games they play to have people look a certain way type type arguments. You know, it's, it's deeper than rap, <laughs> you know? So... I think he should have he should have known better, but clearly they took excerpts of what they wanted people to hear in order to. He got played, he got used, and he had to come out and make an apology. I mean, he it was bad all around. Like, the hell makes you want to do a interview with the NRA anyway? They don't give a shit. I mean, the NRA, even though it's mainly white folks, people assume. I mean, it's an organization that has a lot of people. I, I agree with that. Influence. But where was the NRA when Philando Castillo, who was a legal gun owner, got killed? They was quiet as fuck. Is somebody chewing gum? But did you listen to what Killer Mike actually said during his interview? I plead the fifth. I did not see the whole interview. I just saw the snipping in the. I just saw the snipping in the um, apology. I, I I don't know if anybody's chewing gum. I'm not chewing gum, <laughs> but <laughs> I did ask a question. Um, Fiji, did you see? Did you see the interview? Oh, I got you. Okay, the interview I saw was like 15 minutes long <clears throat> and a piece of it to the, the point Elena Show was making is like he addressed the fact of Second Amendment rights of people owning guns, like like Fiji said, like, like a black, not militia, but people having their guns. But then It's kind of crazy because NRA still still spun it. It's just people's freedom of having their guns was really it. It wasn't anti-protest. It wasn't anti-school shooting. Like it was just for the fact that you you deserve to have your gun. I deserve to have my gun. My kids need to be able to learn how to shoot a gun. It is what it is, right? It, it it it's a totally different argument from somebody taking their gun and going call the duty all off in the school and killing seventeen people like it's search and destroy. They're totally different. But Kill Mike got played, man. It, it, it's it's the NRA, you, you know what it is, and he, I guess because the guy, yeah, the guy who in it. The, the guy who interviewed him was black. He seemed cool, but you could kind of, I mean, especially since, you know, the, the Elena show said earlier, you know, we work in politics. It's like, you can tell those guys who try too hard to be black and they already black. 
and you can tell, like, yeah, they're they're Republicans. Like, why you got to why you got to act so black and you already black? Just be black. You you know what I'm saying, Peter? Oh, so he 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 felt like he had to he had to be hip. He had to be exactly. hip to interview Killer Mike. You, you got you yeah you get it you got me. So. I got it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. He, he felt like he had to overcompensate because he wasn't black enough to the the um the interview Killer Mike. So he felt like he had to do extra shit to exactly. fit in. So end of the day, Killer Mike got played, but it doesn't change nothing. I mean, to, to me, I, I I hate to sound heartless here, but I got to be real. It's like. What's going to change after this march? The, the, the woman's protest, they, they had a woman's protest the day after Trump, or the week after Trump got inaugurated. Right? The Me Too, Me Too campaigns happened after that, months later. Kids marched this weekend. Black kids being getting shot up in, in these streets by police, in their backyards, which is the newest one. Right? It's like, What's really going to change? Like, is it the policymakers? Is it the lawmakers who got to make a change? Is it society? Is it the gun owners? Is it even the fact that one of the gun companies actually filed for bankruptcy the day after the uh, protest? Like, shit, shit is crazy. Like, what, what's the, what's, what's it going to take to protect people who want to go to movies, churches, and schools from not being shot up and killed? And like, malls. What, what kind of policy? Hey, and malls and churches and mosques. Exactly. The, the Atlanta show. Yes. Yes. He he asks, "What is it going to take?" Oh, thank you so much for repeating the question. That's why I kept saying yes. I was hoping somebody oh, question because I didn't no problem. know what it was. I, I, I got you. I told you from time to time we can agree um, you know, once every five um podcast episodes. But before know, you respond, right? I just I know, I know. So you got five more episodes until you know I agree with you again. But before you respond, I just want to let everybody know that this is the Just Politics and Podcast. We have uh Mr. Hip Hop Lobbyist himself. Uh we have the Atlanta show. We got the kid one defeats of the great. And did we lose uh Yeah, Uno <laughs> stepped out to, to make a, a midnight run to, to make a okay. whole run. Okay. You know, so. <laughs> you say he stepped out to make a whole run. So. That's so. That's so horrible. I mean, hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, you gotta be real. Being that I'm real, I think you. Anyway, y'all ain't ready for that TWD. Represent the South Side with Trent Trey Plus and the Lost Tribe. What right. the fuck are we talking about? Trick Daddy Dollars, what you talking about? She wouldn't know nothing about that. She wouldn't know nothing about that. All she knows is Tampa um, and Ball Greasy. And Kaya. You know, the Atlanta show kind of looks like Kaya. Isn't she like your first name? Her neck and her back. Nigga. Nigga. You tried me. 
Mike, you tried me by not even listening to the the question, and then gonna hop in like you know. Hello, it's me. <laughs> she did. She did hit you with a what like like a bitch. Hello, she did hit you with one of them. However, back to the topic of hand. What was the question again? PZ, you were telling it to uh, me. Actually, it was Phil's question. Phil, what was your question? Because I was doing a bad job. Of you know, I started playing FIFA again. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> this FIFA is live, man. Oh, wait, are you playing FIFA by yourself? Right now. No. Hey, hey, the computer be hard as hell, too. You put it on the right level? Shit. Shit ain't easy. So y'all, but y'all do remember the first episode of Atlanta of uh, uh, them playing FIFA before they went and robbed uh, um, Mrs. Winters before they before they pulled up and hopped out through the window that. to Mrs. Winters and went in the back and stole the stash and then came out and the uh, manager Mrs. Winters uh, pulled out that thing, pulled out that yapper <laughs> and started busting at them. Wait, okay. Since we're talking about Atlanta, what do you think about the last episode? Are you talking of Atlanta? About, Did everybody watch Helen? it yet? Okay, so yes. can we talk about Atlanta then? Can we talk about uh, NCAA March Madness? Let's run it. Ooh, let's hey, talk can about... Can we also talk about... Hey, and uh, I saw the energy today. Yeah. So, all right, so we got three things to talk about. So we got Atlanta. But I well, can you talk about the breakfast club? I talk about it. You ain't seen the breakfast club interview, huh? Oh, you gonna find out. I haven't seen the breakfast club interview either. Of Takashi 69 I I watched the Breakfast oh, Club interview with Erica oh, Alexander today. But why would we have an episode? Of, wait, 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 wait. Since we're recording, I can edit it. Why would we have an episode about somebody else's show, though? I have no clue. Unless it's really what do you talk, What do you mean? Oh, you know, I watched Breakfast Erica Club Alexander's Breakfast Club interview. Yeah, you know yeah. Erica Alexander? She was Maxine Shaw on Living Single and Cousin Pam. Oh. Oh no! I didn't see she that. was talking what, about what her mama and her daddy. Her daddy was like a, a a child prodigy preacher, and her grandmama was a witch, and she died because of witchcraft, and you know all kinds. Yes, of stuff. Yes, bro, it, it was a good interview. Max gave a good ass interview. No bullshit. Wait, what? No, like Luke, I don't know about all that because the they had some good ass done in months. She was talking. It's better than it's better than. I'm sorry, what? It, I just saw the Takashi Six Nine interview last night, and that was kind of hilarious. I'm actually like, I didn't watch the whole hour. <laughs> I watched you call like me Young King. The first first of all, thirty-five minutes. I couldn't get through the whole and interview because he kept saying, "I right, boom." I couldn't get dude, after like, like the fifth "I right, boom." I had to, I had to cut that shit off. I was like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm Gucci on this." <laughs> Hey, but hey, he all the way real though, bro. He's all the way real because basically the way he's he he's talking, he's like, bro, we all human. Like he's like, I'm not gonna treat nobody no different. I I should feel I'm the best. You should feel you the best. Everybody, whatever. But at the end of the day, oh, I got a goal in FIFA. Either way, at the end of the day, it's like, oh shit, they said I was offside. Oh my dick. My bad. The, <laughs> 
Buddy basically said that, you know, he's a smart gangster. And people hating on him for no reason. He's the hottest artist coming out of New York behind Cardi B. I mean, I didn't even know there was there should be a nigga ranking behind Cardi B besides Nicki Minaj. But besides that, the nigga actually seemed pretty like intelligent. He just had six nine tattooed all over him. Which I Is still it don't because understand. you low key got beef from because you because you used to be Mister Six Nine? No, I have no beef with him, man, because I wasn't serious enough with the shit to go get it tatted on me like that. But, I mean, the nigga, all his tattoos are 6 9 that, That's just, just, like, ridiculous, bro. Like, why? Branding. Nah, bro, it's like, common sense says no, but I guess. Why didn't he get Takashi 6 9 So he going to get Takashi on all of them shits, too? I I don't know. Oh, now now you want you want to throw out branding, but now you don't answer my damn question. That's the damn second question you haven't answered now. Dealing the show. I think I I like that that you know this might be my new thing to not really answer the question. I think you've been doing that, but it it ain't my call. So let me put my phone back on mute. Anyway. I mean, we can discuss Atlanta. I mean, let's let's run these conversations. All right, so let's go. Let's let's See, before you can start we talk you about Helen. Let's go episode to episode because it, this season has really touched my spirit. So the first episode of Atlanta was. Why has it touched your spirit? If you stop cutting me off, I will tell you. That was just a simple question. That wasn't a cut you off to like interrupt what you're saying. That was just a simple question that I feel like you could answer as you, you but know, I you literally go your, your whole little monologue. But I literally was about to answer the question, and then you literally cut me off. So were you literally or figuratively? And you just cut me off again. You sure you're done? Oh, okay, so. The first episode of Atlanta was with, like I said, the epic opening scene, and it was about uh, episode one was Alligator Man, episode two was Florida Man, <laughs> which is funny. Um, Alligator Man uh was funny, played by Cat Williams, very dope, uh, interesting concept. Uh, people are crazy. Wasn't that the first episode was about the Florida Man? Because he talked about that for, on his way to his uncle's house. So Florida Man was episode one. Yeah. So Florida Man was episode one, and then Alec, huh? No, second season. Yeah, season two. The first season. So the things that stood out. Season two. That all both of those things happened in the first episode. The Florida Man thing and the Alligator Man thing start happening in the first episode. Okay, so I have given you my CBS all access password and all that stuff like that. You could have just asked me for the password to watch FX on an app too, and then you could be caught up on the rest of the season like everybody else. I'm just saying. I'm not. 
that's that's the thing. There's so many shows out. I just started watching Atlanta about a month ago. So I'm not worried about watching season two right now. I got so Jessica Florida Jones just Jessica came Jones? back. What the fuck you mean? That mean Luke Cage coming back. Uh, when Jessica Jones comes out, that means Luke Cage is okay, right behind. Okay, but that assumes, what do you mean? I, that assumes does not make Jessica Jones not boring, because that shit is boring oh. as well. Um, it's still interesting was Marvel storyline because they Because that shit was boring as fuck. I'm just saying, you said it doesn't matter because subject. it makes it an interesting storyline. What the? No, it, it still is boring, though. All I'm saying is I haven't seen Atlanta 2 because there are other shows that are on right now, like Roxanne, Roxanne, which I'm going to talk about. I'm just waiting on you to get through Atlanta. So Alligator Man, Florida Man. No, we're, no, we're not going to talk about Atlanta. Let's go ahead and talk about NCAA March Madness and how FSU made it further than nobody expected and how Coach Ham legit 69 years old, and I would have never gave him that role. Like the, the the tournament was wild, but why, why can't we talk about it now, though, man? Because man, we don't want to spoil it for you, man. You know what I mean? But uh, we can talk about how Loyola Chicago oh, yeah. and uh old ass uh sister Jean got is a, is a lucky charm and finna have them winning the ship because if Michigan struggled with FSU, Loyola Chicago finna wipe the fucking floor with Michigan. So I like Loyola Chicago to make it to the fi- to make it to the championship. Um, I don't know if they'll win, but I would really like for them to make it. That's just my opinion. That's how I truly feel. I feel you. I have um, no opinion on this because I legit do not really watch in, uh, college basketball. See, and that—that's exactly what I'm saying about Atlanta. Like, why can't we? Why can't y'all just talk about the show and I just fill in? Like, it's not like the season's over. So basically, we got a bunch of topics that we can't talk about because somebody didn't watch the episode, didn't watch this season of Atlanta, and somebody else don't watch NCAA like, basketball. So let's go ahead and move to the next subject, which is <laughs> Roxanne. Roxanne. I haven't seen it yet. But, but. See, but not feasible. Like the th- the thing is, I can't talk about Atlanta, right? Marjorie can't talk about the brackets or Roxanne, Roxanne. But that doesn't. That's to assume that anybody who's listening to the podcast hasn't seen any of them shits. Who could probably have an opinion on them shits or even like be interested in the topic. So that, that that's all I'm saying is run run it regardless because shit. Somebody's seen the shit or whatever. You feel me? 